0: Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of The Living Spirit, Answers for Healing and Infinite Love, that shares stories of spiritual awakening, communication, healing energies, miracles, and a way to empower yourself for greater health, prosperity, and happiness. And I welcome today Jonathan Robinson, author of his new book, more love less conflict who will help you recognize the stress in your relationships and suggest simple practical easy communication skills that can set things right hello jonathan and thank you for joining us again on healing from within
1: hi cheryl it's good to be back
0: Great. Listeners may go to my website, com to hear Jonathan in a previous episode discuss another of his books, Finding Happiness. So please go to the radio page, March 23, 2015, to hear his last inf- interview on Healing from Within. Jonathan, as listeners of Healing from Within are so well aware, my guests and I share intimate personal and insightful stories that help us pay more attention to our thoughts and actions as we begin to see past the physical constraints that cause so much pain and dysfunction and realize our dual nature as both spiritual and physical beings who with the right tools, understandings, and lifestyle can find peace, love, and success in joyful living. In today's episode of the show, Jonathan Robinson, psychologist and author of 12 books who has made numerous appearances on The Oprah Show and has articles in USA Today, Newsweek, and the Los Angeles Times, and co-hosts the podcast Awareness Explorers, states that everyone really wants care, understanding, and empathy in their relationship. However, the four culprits, or the four horsemen of the relationship apocalypse, denigration, denial, dismissal, and distraction, often separate us from having the best interaction with our partners, and indeed all people. We will discover some of the 30 simple ways to implement practical communication strategies to Dissipate the tension, create more connection, and ramp up the love. Jonathan, you might remember this. I always love to ask yeah. my guests to think back to their childhood or earlier life and remember a person, place, or maybe an event that may have been meaningful to them or others around them and have shown a glimpse into the adult and lifestyle that they would value and embrace. Because so much is there with us from the very beginning.
1: Yeah, I was lucky in that uh, despite being born into a really uh, difficult and violent family, uh, I had an uncle who was a hypnotist. And I remember even at age 9 or 10 seeing that he would hypnotize people to to be a totally different person and i thought wow i I'd, I'd like to be a totally different person and and get out of you know this violent family i'm part of and that got me to into hypnosis and meditation at the age of 10 wow which i've been doing ever since and um really led me on a whole different path
0: that's very interesting now i studied hypnotherapy and uh I wasn't that really good at it, (laughs) but to tell you the truth, (laughs) as a Reiki practitioner, I am using all types of skills, and and now I'm able to help a person relax and go into a different state of consciousness, so I guess whatever I learned was also helpful, and we do, Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, so, so you know you have to feel comfortable with the tools that work best for you and trying many different modalities i often say to my listeners out there and my clients eh, one thing can't do everything we need to have a whole uh, panel of therapies and helpers and life experiences so that we can continue to grow and benefit and if one thing doesn't work that well for you well then try another and uh, you'll find Absolutely. where you're, you're yeah. what works for you. So let's go yeah, on. I, to, I
1: kind of yeah. became a collector of methods and methods that um, especially took under a minute to do because I think everybody wants more peace and love. Yes. So I now have 167 methods that lead to more peace and love in under a minute. And my books are basically um, a description of those methods and I thought you and I could try out a couple even during the show.
0: Yes, we will. And, you know, I've, I've been thinking about peace a lot because a long time ago uh, I was at a healing workshop in Lilydale. Uh, that's in New York where a lot of intuitive healers and mediums go during the summer. And the mm-hmm. woman the woman was giving readings to everyone. I was the teacher. I had a group of my students there. And she simply looked at me and she said, I wish you Peace, and I never forgot it, and I mm. thought long and hard what peace really is, and I have discovered peace is being comfortable within yourself, accepting yourself and everybody else, and as life flows, and not wanting to change anyone right, and when you can yeah, be yeah. that way, you, you have achieved peace, but at the time I I wasn't quite sure what she was aiming for, so let's go on to how is this book different from your former book, Communication Miracles for Couples.
1: Well, that book ended up being a big bestseller. I got lots of emails from people saying, you know, what they found most valuable. I realized that people need things that are so simple that even when they're stressed, even when they're upset, they still work. So a lot of the methods in the More Love, Less Conflict book can literally be done in under five seconds. And they can literally transform a relationship. Let me give you one example. You know, my wife and I, early in our marriage, used to argue a lot. And now we have not had an argument for almost six years. And it's because we have a method that is so powerful and so simple we always do it and it's, it just involves saying two words even when I'm upset I can say two words and the words are yellow light and uh, yellow light we have an agreement that if either of us says yellow light it means that we're starting to get upset and we're starting to build a momentum ups, upset and that we need to take a two minute time out and just sit quietly and hold hands and calm down mm. and um, so, you know, four or five times a year we do that. We take the two minutes, and then we're more in our heart, and we can avoid getting the momentum of upset that leads to an argument. So we now haven't had an argument in almost six years. So that's an example of, like, how simple some of these methods are, yet how transforming they can be, because we used to, you know, have nasty drag-down fights. I know. Fight.
0: Once you get engaged in the energy of negativity it's very yeah. hard uh, from your emotions running amuck with you. So, yeah, I always say to my clients when they see something that makes them feel in their body uncomfortable, say they see, see two people arguing in the office, instead of engaging, take a breath, step back, and walk away if you have to because... If you get into it, uh, then it's going to just escalate. You're not going to be able to change them because they need to have that experience at that moment. And if we just take a breath and the moment passes, very often we don't even realize what we were getting upset about. So you know, we saved ourselves a lot of a lot of grief and a lot of uh pain within our body that we just don't need. So I, I like that very much. So you give also a couple of other methods that I liked a lot. There was the method if you really knew me and then the second method was the appreciation practice. So tell us something about that.
1: Sure. Well, you know, studies show that the number one predictor of how happy couples are is the number of appreciations they give to each other. So I suggest that once a day you fill in this sentence, and it is uh, something I notice about you that I appreciate is. So, you know, something I notice about you, Cheryl, that I appreciate is that I can tell you have a real desire to help people, you know, that you've been doing this show for a while, and you're you're really trying to get the best, most practical information out there, and I'm a very practical person myself. So that's something I notice I appreciate about you. And, you know, I'm already thinking that, but when you say it, it helps to create more of a connection. And um, I actually have Siri on my iPhone remind me to do this because sometimes I get caught up in work or whatever. Mm. And uh, my wife really likes it that every day, I'm saying some kind of sincere appreciation to her because there's so much there to appreciate.
0: That's true. We just get caught up in our own perceptions and thoughts, and very often we just simply forget to say, the beautiful words like thank you I love you that was great that you thought of me and that was great that you just said that to me too I do appreciate what you said Uh, so just saying it makes all the difference we can think it but if we don't say it the other person most people cannot read minds most people have a little psychic ability but perhaps they're too involved in their other thoughts that they're not picking that up let's go on to I heard you were on a TV show a long time ago, 1990s, with Geraldo Rivera and Donald Trump, when you were promoting your previous book. What was your interaction yeah. with them like?
1: Well, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not a, a Trump supporter, um, but something you can see, and I'll tell you what my interaction was in a second, but something you can see with Trump is that, Sometimes the type of communication that gets you to one level of success does not get you to the next level of success, so for example, you know he he did become president through his kind of uh uh intense way of communicating and mm-hmm. putting people down, but it's not endearing him to the American people
0: but I will say this that communication. Is the hardest thing that there is in our lives, and we were born yeah. to interact with people and that's what the whole of this human journey is about- learning to interact. There are mistakes that are made sometimes there's no right or wrong, and there's no failure, there's only experience and communication and it is as you know, and as I know with the work we do, oh uh, there's always so much more to know and to learn. And we have to allow people in their own time and way to grow, because we all are growing, even if we're doing things differently from each other. We're all unique. We have special capacities and and abilities, but nobody has it all, and nobody can be all things to everyone. Body, I I believe that Trump is the president now because there is a need in the country and the world for his type of energy. It's all about energy, mm-hmm. and things were going mm-hmm. amok, a wrong, and it, it's a powerful energy. It's not to everyone's liking, but we need more cooperation and less competitiveness. And uh, perhaps we'll all learn a little bit more about this through what we're seeing going on, and it will help many more people to awaken to a better way of living and, and communicating with each other. I certainly hope so. I really do.
1: Another... I hope so, too. I end up having a great interaction with him. Um, so I I don't have... A bad thing to say for my personal interaction,
0: right? That's what um, I'm saying. What, he could I, be a good I, guy, I, I and yes.
1: Yeah. What I think leads to the most success, though, is when people have um, uh, communication flexibility.
0: Yes, that's and that true.
1: way you can reach more people, and no matter who or where you are, that if you know how to uh, connect with people in their hearts. That that's always going to be useful, whether it be in your personal relationships or in your business. And we don't really learn that in our society. No. That we need to learn how to connect more deeply, especially in a fast-paced world that we live in right now.
0: Yes, you said, with the divorce rate almost reaching 50% of all married couples, uh, the reason we're having such a hard time now is there's so much more stress and many people have little or no training in how to communicate in a way that forces trust and intimacy and you know what it is we're still all battling our childhood wounds the patterns that we were taught and the behaviors that were instilled in us and as we mature and grow we realize that if these patterns are not working any longer we must change but it's not easy to make those shifts and changes. You first have to be aware, and then you have to have the skills and tools that you're trying to give people in this book so that they can recognize when they're putting their foot in their mouth and when they're causing that anger to rise instead of that love and compassion to come forward, which is what we want. We want people to be gentler with each other, kinder, more thoughtful, And the right uh, ways to communicate are the only way we're ever going to get there. So let's go on to, you tell um, another part of the process for opening up a good dialogue between people and uh, wishing to improve their communication can begin with five simple questions. What they have to start to think about when they start to see the same patterns happening over and over with their husband or wife. and Why is it happening? They have to discover what words or what's happening that they're doing. So what do they have to ask themselves?
1: Well, I'm a big believer in good questions because uh, a good question can lead to new insights and deep conversation. In fact, on the uh, morelovelessconflict.com website, I have a, a free download called the 12 Questions of Instant Intimacy. And these are questions you can ask anybody, and they always lead to a good, intimate, deep conversation. But um, in terms of the questions that you are just mentioning, like, one of the questions is just to know, okay, what am I feeling? Yes. And another question is, what am I wanting? Because a lot of times we lose track of what we want. I know, you know, I used to get lost in self-righteousness and trying to be right, and really what I wanted was love and connection. Mm-hmm. So knowing what you want, knowing what your partner wants, are really key to being able to get to the love and uh, understanding, which is what we really are all yearning for.
0: All right. And then you say, what stories am I telling myself about this situation? Now that's kind of interesting yeah. because the story you're telling yourself is not the same story your partner is telling themselves.
1: Exactly. That's exactly. where the
0: trouble comes. So if you make, say, your wife makes lasagna and you come home for for dinner, and and it was on your mind that you wanted to have steak, and you know, or she booked a restaurant and 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 it's not the type of food you wanted. So the story you're telling yourself. Is at that moment, probably well, she didn't care enough to call me and find out, and she's doing what she wants, and I'm not being considered and thought of and loved and and there's the whole <laughs> you know wham <laughs> it's going yeah, up into yeah. smoke right away, so. <laughs> It's very important to know how your partner is thinking, what they want, what they feel. And it's important to know what you want and what you feel. And then you have to listen. You have to ask the question and listen to what the other person says. But so many people are so interested in their own thoughts going on in their head that they just want to get it out before they forget it. And this is another skill that has to be learned. How to listen, yeah, you know
1: I once asked uh, one of the times I was on the Oprah show, I knew a little bit of her background and that she was you know really poor she was mm. had been raped twice by the time she was fourteen, never lived in a house that even had running water i said how would you how'd you end up on the you know she's currently the most loved person on the planet mm. and she said, "Well, I realized i didn't have anything going for my for me except for the fact that I cared about people." and I wanted to understand them. Well, it ends up everybody wants to be understood. So mm-hmm. she expressed her understanding of people. It led to all the good things that have happened in her life. And that's a skill everybody can learn. You know, how, Everybody wants to be understood, but not many people are very good at, at understanding others. So if you get good at helping your partner or friends feel understood – they will love you and adore you because you're satisfying one of their most basic needs
0: yes if we look past what we need in the moment and become a little more selfless and just want to share and give to people make them happier we can work at that too that doesn't come naturally to a lot of people but when you see that that's the key to feeling good yourself and success you can work towards that now as a psychotherapist you see a lot of couples in counseling. And what is the most common issue that you see come up over and over again?
1: Well, fortunately, there's only one. Ah. <laughs> it, really comes down, it really comes down to both people are blaming the other. For
0: Blame. Wrong. Oh, there's the big word. Blame. Blame. Yeah.
1: Never, never once, Cheryl, have I blamed my, my wife where she then said, Oh, yeah, thanks for showing me that. Now that I see the errors in my ways, I'll have to change. That's never worked like that. you know. But we always think that if we could just show our partner how wrong they are, they would agree <laughs> with us. But it, do- it doesn't go like it that. It doesn't work. So, but, th-
0: but everybody, many people are still doing that. You know, as a Reiki energy practitioner and teacher and medium, I have discovered that, as you have, most people simply want to love and be loved, but they don't. No, the universal law of attraction which says if you are not in alignment to this energetic principle and this principle states what you send out into the world in the way of thoughts and actions is returned to you therefore the best way to achieve what you need or want is to become more of that state of being so to become more loving and you'll receive more love to become more generous And more will come back to you, to be kinder, and you will see people responding in kinder ways. It is a universal law of energy, and you cannot use blame. If you if you blame people, they're going to blame you. It's constant energy, repetitive energy of negativity. So yeah, that's the truth. Be what you. There's no wiser
1: words than that.
0: Yeah, be what you want the world to be begin with yourself I would I would say that and in my book yeah. in my book the living spirit I addressed this very important issue and I wrote each of us is unique but we are on different karmic and energetic pursuits as we learn to apply energetic laws and use them more consistently we will help create a more harmonious world and you're doing that with the techniques you're do, you're offering and i'm doing it with helping people um know they're very much more than they appear to be and when yeah. they when they work on themselves first and make themselves happy no one in the world will take that away from them and there'll be no need for blame anymore so let's go on to okay Oh, this is interesting. Well,
1: what? you know, Cheryl, uh, along those lines, uh, I started a podcast called Awareness Explorers that that is all about simple ways of finding peace, because peace and love are the things I think everybody wants, and most people, they don't really know good ways of getting there. You know, money is a way of finding peace, but it doesn't work that well, you know. No. Otherwise, all the millionaires and billionaires would be totally peaceful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... The good news is that there's always new methods now that can get people to a place of peace or love much quicker than the methods we have used, like, uh, you know, trying to manipulate people. That's trying to get yourself to a place of peace. but doesn't work. As as we know, it doesn't work.
0: It's not in my nature to do that, but I see a lot of people using that, and I I, I observe it, and I say... It's so sad that they don't know who they are. They don't know they're an energy being having a physical life. They don't know the personal power they have to create a great life for themselves and in the interim help all the people around them because when you give that energy out, that light from your heart, that goodness, that, that, that peace actually, then it affects everyone and everything. But you can't yeah. do it. You can't do it by manipulation, blame, anger, greed, jealousy, or any of the lower emotions. So that's what we're talking about here. So, oh, you mm-hmm. do talk about this, too. It's very interesting. What effect do you think smartphones and yeah. social media is having on communication skills now? This is a serious problem. So
1: Yeah, I call, I call smartphones WMDs. Uh, not weapons of mass destruction, but widgets of mass distraction. And what we have with social media and smartphones and texting is are all very superficial forms of communication, which they have their place, but, you know, a thousand Facebook friends does not equal one really good friend by your side. And what we need to go for is quant- is quality, not quantity. And there's a really good feeling when you have a deep, intimate conversation with somebody that is not fulfilled when you just send a bunch of texts or emails.
0: Yeah, I'm finding them less than satisfying. And, yeah, we're here on this planet, in this life, to learn to interact with others from our heart energy and our mind and and uh, spirit. And if we're not doing that, we're wasting this whole lifetime, actually. So we have to get yeah. back to what's really important the interactions. Now, do men and women communicate differently? I know they do. I wrote about that in my book, The Living Spirit. <laughs> but tell us something about that.
1: Well, they do. And studies show that, you know, in general, they actually use different parts of their brain a lot of time. Yes. And it really quickly, men tend to be more result oriented in their communication and women more empathic and I, I give uh, information in the more love less conflict book about how to speak the language of the opposite sex so you can have more success with them because if you only know how to if you're a man and you only know how to speak to men then you miss half the human race <laughs> uh, and likewise with a woman. So um, trying to understand, how the other sex thinks and what type of communication they most prefer makes you much more successful with uh, with the opposite sex.
0: Yes, and you also mentioned a book that I'm very well aware of, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, mm-hmm. and he describes yeah. the five prim- primary languages in which partners give and receive with words of affection, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time and physical touch, and everyone's different. And if you're giving your partner one but not what they really need, it's not going to be effective. So there's a lot for us to learn individually about what people need, not what they want so much. Oh once can change but needs a basic to fulfilling our life plan and our destiny. So I want to thank you, Jonathan Robinson, author of More Love, Less Conflict, for sharing decades of research, practice, and interest in observing life, relationships, and the challenges that exist. For most of us, as we learn to understand our emotions, goals, and dreams, and how to manifest or create our best life story, and it's only through practical, workable communication skills that we can improve ourselves and the world. For more information on this topic and to purchase this book, go to morelovelessconflict.com in summarizing today's episode of healing from within it becomes clear to each of us that finding peace and happiness well-being and a productive life is based on moving past ego an ego-minded reality and the fears and limitations to finding better ways to appreciate ourselves partners, friends, and family, and to do this, we need to constantly work on understanding our own emotions, triggers, traumas, and wounds, so we can begin to understand through communication, patience, acceptance, and proactive behavior rather than reactive action that we can improve the quality of our relationships. And you and I would both say, let's let go of the blame. (laughs) Jonathan says says that no matter the skill, we go through four distinct stages. In the first stage, you are aware of how much you don't know. We started off at the beginning talking about that. In the second stage, you understand there is a lot to learn. In phase three, if you don't give up, you begin to use your new skills to create the results you need. And in stage four, you achieve what is called unconscious competence you become a master communicator and that's what we would like to work towards it's not an easy goal Jonathan you also gave a quote from a monk from around the year of 1100 and wrote when I was a young man I wanted to change the world I found it was difficult to change the world so I decided to change my nation when i found i couldn't change the nation i began to focus on my town i couldn't change my town now as an old man i realize the only thing i can change is myself and suddenly i realized that if long ago i had changed myself i could have made an impact on our town that impact could have changed the nation and i could indeed have changed the world So Jonathan and I would hope that we all begin anew to love ourselves as we are not perfect and no one or nothing is, but as reflections of the universal source of creation and as evolving souls with an increasing degree of awareness and consciousness leading to love and compassion, we learn to communicate honestly with empathy and indeed move forward to that Goal we were talking about throughout the show, peace. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and invite you to my website cherylglick.com to listen to and read about leaders in the metaphysical fields, and ordinary people achieving extraordinary results in exploring the world, and mind, body, and spirit. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.